Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. The film board gathers. The gang of thugs is here to take on a movie currently in theaters. And this month, we invite you to fast 10 your seatbelts for a fascinating romp. 
around the globe. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Justin J.J. Yeager, Tommy Metz III, Mr. Speed Sarmento, and we're talking about the $300 million plus dollar behemoth, Fast X. Oh, Yeah, we'd already be there if Roman wasn't driving four knocks on wheels. You see me shining, baby. We're locked inside. It's a trap. That's the bomb. All right, dorks, what are we blowing up? What? The Vatican? Wow, you guys are going to hell. Just for a table setting, uh, yeah. I, I, everybody but JJ has seen <laughs> all of the movies, right? No. 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 Okay. Yes. Good. I'm glad we're yes. setting the table. So yeah. me and Steve, we've seen yeah. all the movies. Steve, Tom, you've seen them all too? I've seen them all. Yes. I oh, saw nine in the theater last, whenever that was. Yeah. You've right? seen all X of them? I've seen all X of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me which, what happens in which one. And I, I, I will struggle yeah. with that, but I have. As it turns out, Steve, that is a problematic question to, to, oh, to because good. my goodness, I did not expect this movie to be a follow-up to what it was a follow-up of. Right. Uh, oh. Tom, how many have you seen? I saw the first two, then I bounced, then I saw Darnell, friend of the podcast, uh, said you have to see the heist one, the one that this one goes back right. to. Five. Right. I think that's five. Right. right. And then I didn't see any more, and then I just watched nine before I saw okay. this one, and I was okay. lost. Right. I was like, Shalise Theron is in this? <laughs> right. Stop saying Mr. Nobody. Like, I yeah. was like, oh, I have missed so, a ton Tommy, of this. Tommy, cor correction, you saw the first two, and then you drifted. Yeah. Uh, uh, you drifted away from God. the franchise. Yeah. So good. Sam, so glad brought you're you here. back. Yes, I literally yeah. gonna say, I'm so glad you're here. Same thing, Pete. Uh, oh, awesome. that's not right. I saw the one where we said goodbye to what's his name, the sad one where to he Brian. drove off into the yeah, sun. Yes, I saw. I saw that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so JJ, you are the one who has seen the least, and we, right? You've only seen this one. Fast yeah, X I mean, I've seen clips of the first one to make. How fun do you of escape it? it? Okay, and I mean yeah. very seriously. I, I mean, I can make jokes about some of the things from the first one, but otherwise, mm -hmm. I, yeah, not at all. Okay. Uh, can just because you're the Rube, can we yeah. start with you? Sure. What yes. Is, what does Fast Ten mean to you as as the Rube? Well, I, I I was awfully confused that there were ten of them. I mean, I knew <laughs> that over this how many years that they kept coming out, but I just yeah. kind of felt like it was number four and then number four and then number four and then <laughs> number four because I just couldn't imagine what you would do with. The, right yeah right things so um yeah so i i i just it, it was shocking to me and uh i will say without value statement attached to it because i'm sure we're going to do some value stating as we get further on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was very shocked at what i saw on the screen <laughs> shocked. okay okay very shocked all right uh, yeah. without looking can anybody tell me the year the fast and the furious <sighs> came out the first movie that was what year is it now? 1932 it's 2023 <laughs> no, now kidding. tom the first fast and the furious was just a car going right at the camera right. <laughs> everybody dove out of the way no you, a, yeah. you know the original was roger corman right i mean oh the, 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 yeah if you look up the top, but yeah. yeah this one was right. like 2002 or something like that. it's been like 20 years 2001. Oh, 2001. Wow. 2001. Oh, yeah. And in fact, yeah. Fast 10 was supposed to be released two years ago. 
Uh, But, you know, COVID production very much delayed. Justin Lin was on to direct and he dropped out like a week into production replaced by Louis Leterrier. So there there is uh, there is just a lot that goes into bringing Fast 10 to the screen for us. So, JJ, I appreciate you being shocked. I can't wait to hear why. Tom, so many things to say. (laughs) It it hits you. I'm so glad that they used all that extra time to really perfect it. (laughs) I am terrified that I'm going to wake up. And I'll still be in the theater <laughs> watching this movie. <laughs> I can't not have value statements in my yeah. head. This, yeah. I, I feel like I got in a street fight with a bunch of morons. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, cutscenes of beaches. Uh, oh, yeah. dear. Tommy, that reminds me of my favorite Mark Twain quote, which was never get in an argument with an idiot because they will drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. yes uh so steve uh are you piling on uh to misquote doc brown physics where we're going we don't need physics <laughs> i couldn't yeah. stop thinking of andy and his always his complaint of if something's on a string mm-hmm. and it goes off a cliff it doesn't go like this it just yeah. goes yeah. straight down yeah. right he would have had a field day with like <laughs> oh every <my> single second <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah there's no physics at all so i i feel like um I, i've been watching for the last I, I came home just a little bit ago and i've been watching you know behind the scenes stuff for the last hour and a half and i am cool. stunned i tell you stunned and shocked how much practical car work they did in this to to no. make this movie and really? how they've taken the practical and made it look so diabolically impractical yeah. it it's incredible because it looked like they did it's some crazy. cool practical stuff yeah. every once in a while yeah. and then they ruined it with that horrible camera work and yeah. everything the barbecue yeah. looked fake. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Rita Moreno looked yeah. like a completely CG character. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, now, Pete, before you yeah. get started, sure, because I'm kind of getting a vibe here. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you, because I know you love this franchise, and Steve, I didn't know you'd seen all of them, so maybe you too. But I want you guys to tell me, as the Rube again, let's go mm-hmm. with that. What is it that you love about this franchise? So set the table that way for me too, yeah. because otherwise I am just going to torch this thing. Well, and I tried to like apologize for you guys the whole way through. No, but it was I, really hard. I feel like it's it is a it's a bit generous to say that I love the franchise that is exists okay. now. Yeah. Right. Okay. I that's fair. I have loved the franchise less and less with with I think every mm-hmm. movie. Okay. Um, and this, you know, I was texting uh, Tom before as we were prepping for this, and my my comment I think stands. <laughs> this was like action adventure Mad Libs. And it, <laughs> yes, it was written by a chatbot. It like, feels this was a like script. that. Oh, it it so feels great. like oh. that. There is so little in here that makes sense. And so yeah. ma- I don't I was sitting here trying to figure out how to even talk about this movie uh. that makes so little continuous sense i really struggled with that walking out i was talking to my son i was like what was that about he said i don't know did you see that big bomb rolling down the hill and now i have to tell him and you that was practical uh, they lit wow. a giant ball on fire and threw it down a hill it broke a bus in two with wires and crap like it, oh that's incredible uh, so, it is stunning to me what what happened to this. So I this movie is like the pinnacle of all of the stuff that that the movie to to me, not all movies are for all people. Movies are hard. Uh, 
this this movie is the is the result of all the sins of I think the last era of Fast and the Furious movies when they went from from car movies yeah. to caper movies mm-hmm. to then science fiction movies right yeah. like they <laughs> right. just became nonsense and that's where I I don't I can't apologize for what's happened in the last couple of movies I can't apologize for the agency I don't even know. I don't get rid of the agency. Get no more mentions of the agency. So those are the things that I struggle with. I mean, is, is that, that a, all it's named? I mean, I just it's let me have like an idiot agency. Here. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. yeah. It's, terrible. There actually is an agency that we call the agency. Yeah, that's secret. In the IRL, right? Like, yeah. no. Yeah. Gosh. Oh. So, so JJ, I'd say I'd say what I tell people is this franchise now reminds me of the Roger Moore, James Bond movies of the like eighties where there's ridiculous gadgets over the top villains. And it's still fun in a very juvenile way because there's compelling action sequences. But as far as story, there's weird MacGuffins and things and who's after what and why so much is hidden. I was, I rewatched nine and my wife said, well, how does it hold up? I said, there's so much story, but nothing Mm -hmm. happens. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm like, there's no yeah. plot, but there's all these characters that's overstuffed. Why is this, you know, a, you know, two and a half hours long with nothing really happening, but there's so many characters jammed in with stuff for them to do. And that's, yeah, that, that reminds me of those, those James Bond movies where you just sit and passively watch the spectacle. And that's really do what you, I yeah. think this is. Yeah. Do you really call those characters? I mean, <laughs> they're like not even, they are so thin. Oh. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. other than, yeah. well, and I mean, this is jumping all yeah. over the place, but other than yeah, Jason yeah. Momoa, who actually had kind of a, there we a go. thing, like they, yeah. they defined what he was as a villain. Everybody else is worthless. Even, I mean, it's almost uh, Dante, I don't forget his, Dante Reyes, I, I forget the last name, but it's almost his movie. Like nobody mm-hmm. else has any weight or time i my assessment of of that is that this movie i'm so curious if you guys agree that this this the part of the sin of this movie is that it is it is supposed to stand as essentially the godfather three for toretto right that this Mm -hmm. is the sum of all of the the wrongs he has done the perceived slights to all of the villains in the past they're all coming to roost in the form of dante and uh and so they've put everybody back in this movie, all of the guys who were originally cops riffing off of, I mean, the, the, the story of Brian, right. It was the sort of canonical truth of what this movie does. It takes officers of the law and through the sheer raw magnetism of family makes them part of Dominic Toretto's brood, right? Like all of these guys, whether it's John Cena, who also I think stole this as, peacemaker in fast He's and the furious like he was yeah. fan freaking tastic i love him yeah. uh i think yeah. Wait, but what happens to him at the were, end i mean i just feel like all of a sudden then he was gone what happened he blew himself up yeah and right? then nothing and then you nothing. Had, yeah. and then it's just isn't over. that it right there are so many people and so many threads that they've decided to introduce in this movie right. uh that that it is like this is this is like look up the the term in your filmmaking dictionary for cinematic bloat this is it i think there could have been a story in here somewhere i just can't find it how wrong am i you're not wrong because it's man it's if there there's beginnings and endings but there's no 
middle. There's nothing. Yeah. It's and very I, telling that the best part of this movie was the reruns from Fast Five. Mm-hmm. Right. When they're dragging well, the, the, safe. the safe. When they're dragging the safe. That's all. Oh, yeah, from, that's all, that's oh, all that from all, the good okay. one. That's gotcha. the good one, in my opinion, because they just robbed like a bank. They robbed the bad guys and they dragged yeah. that all over the place. Um, and that was the best part of this movie was scenes <laughs> I've already seen. So I, your thoughts, though, Tom, like think yeah. about that, like that this movie, Fast 10, is actually essentially a follow up to a movie five movies ago. Yeah. But with all of these other tag yeah. yeah. also pretending that they were also there. Yeah. We just sort of went back and retconned Jason yes. Momoa in Fast Five. <laughs> right. Yeah, because he's not there. He's not there. No. <laughs> no, to to I mean, if we I we are skipping around, so let me know if this isn't the right thing. No, but we are. It's good. There's only one reason to watch this movie, and it's two words, and it's Jason Momoa. He's having yeah. such a blast, and it's a weird take on character, and he's fun. And when he is there, the movie comes alive, and everyone else is taking it so deadly serious. Oh, except for Tyrese and Ludacris. So funny. So funny. I was like, more bits, please. But, you know, they used to be right. Like they mm-hmm. used to be They, yeah. they're the original movies. I think that when they first came together, like they had some uh, they, there was some spark to their relationship. And I thought it was fun. And this was like, what is he doing? He at one point they're in the the Pete Davidson Hall of Internet Wonders. And he opens his sequence? he opens his coat and he's just wearing stacks of money on his body in yeah. the weirdest reveal. Uh, and all I mean, that that sequence had many threads leading into it. And it turns out Pete Davidson Hall of Wonders is a black hole of narrative because yep. no one ever cares about what yep. happens, that they did not solve their problem that they went <laughs> to see Pete Davidson about. That was crazy. So uh, so we take as uh, standing that the movie is a follow-up, essentially a follow-up to Fast Five, our principal family, we have uh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez and uh, Jordana Brewster and Tyrese Ludacris, obviously, are still around. Um, and uh, Han is here. Now, Han, famously, JJ, you don't know this, Han died in one of oh. the movies. And then later, he came back you know, in the last he one. Came, because of a hashtag uh, campaign, you know, justice for Han, um, he actually came back as, uh, as if he faked his death uh, because mm-hmm. of the agency. Like, they, they were able to bring him back. Because everybody liked him in that in the movie that he was in many movies ago. Everybody thought he was great. So is that um, why? And I mean this very seriously. Is that why when people die in this franchise, you never talk about them, nor see them, nor experience any grieving or any emotions about their death? Because it's most likely that, you know, when four principal characters are killed off as a plane is shot down at the end of the movie, they don't explain it. They just roll the credits. They're all still alive. <laughs> oh, they gotta be right. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Like, that's so weird. Like, why are you rolling the credits? Far back. I am not asking for more of this movie. I am not asking to sit through more. Because this is the first part of two parts. Potentially three. There's going to be Fast X 2 and 3. This is the setting of the table for the end of Fast and the Furious. Has Gal Gadot ever been in any Fast movie before? Yes. And she was killed (laughs) off, too, by being thrown into a jet engine and being (laughs) shredded. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know I what to like say. I don't know how to answer that question. I, yeah, I feel like I was hallucinating during the film. <laughs> I feel like I'm hallucinating now. I'm going to be hallucinating tonight. This is the craziest. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Brie Larson had never been in one, but Charlize oh, Theron. Oh, she hadn't. No, she was new. <laughs> Charlize Theron has been in several ones before. And all her presence did was make me want to go watch Atomic Blonde. Yes. Again. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a good movie. It's, it's the MCU, DCU, everybody. <laughs> There's just keep throwing them in there, but some are new, but some have been resurrected. And yeah, there's so much. I was wondering if it was a meta joke when one of the characters, I don't remember who it is, is like, that's the thing is you just the gravitational pull of family is so strong that they just take everyone. It becomes like a cult. Yes. Well, that's what this franchise is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if they were commenting on themselves. I mean, clearly these aging Hollywood people need this. I feel like they yeah. need this franchise more than we need this franchise. Okay, so aging. So we're talking about it. So Pete, you said the first one happened in 2001. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Vin Diesel started these when he must have been 11. Um, <laughs> and like Dominic Toretta, like the interesting thing about these characters is that the characters, while they have elements of the story that have that that show that they've aged in other words they have children they have these things mm -hmm. they don't change anything that they do so dominic toretta oh is still doing the same things that he's done over the entire course of the so he hasn't actually aged but clearly they've aged like this reminds me of i felt like watching this movie because i haven't seen any of these movies but i've seen these stars in other movies so i felt like this going to this movie was like experiencing the marvel cinematic universe i'll go with what you said tommy and seeing tv before high def and then all of a sudden tv got high def and i went oh all these people are actually old <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because literally everyone, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez, and these are all people who look good in other yeah. movies, and nobody looked good in this movie. Well, I, I'm old. actually curious your thoughts on that, like around the table, because I I saw Michelle Rodriguez, and I'm you know I'm used to seeing her kind of with a certain mantle, whether she's wearing right. the badass mantle or the you know rough and tumble mantle or you know or the sexy mantle, and here she's kind of wearing the maternal mantle. Like mm -hmm. we see her age, we see her yep. like she's, she's not manifesting the, the sexy move that she has for so many movies since. And certainly in the first couple, you know, that was a, a principal role for her, it, it, yes. the badass sexy character. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, I thought some of those choices were really good, right? I, I liked Michelle Rodriguez in here. Uh, like I liked her presence in here. I, mm. Are you talking about aging in particular? I just like that they let her look her age. Mm -hmm. Well, see, but that's, I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make. They all looked old, but they don't do older person things. You're saying that nobody had problems like with their knees. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all like, they're doing, like she's jumping over things on no. a motorcycle. Yeah. Like if she's because maternal, that's the fast cinematic universe yeah. right that's and, and the universe right so this is i guess this is my point they're mm -hmm. not aging in the universe they're just trying to show us age as opposed to telling us age. Mm -hmm. which if the you story accepted, doesn't right and if real. you accepted that the universe is the fast and the furious cinematic universe with a whole different set of physics and rules to. for time then this means that this is actually a progressive uh, display. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's the whole point of this one is Dominic Toretto is in a place where 
he's now got this family and these responsibilities as opposed to in one and two, where he may be the lead of a crew. It does. He doesn't have that emotional attachment. So there's something to be taken away from him in this one. And that's yeah. sort of the, the arc that his characters, you know, they're trying to build into this of now he's, he's sort of becoming the, you know, the father of the family. So he's got responsibility. He feels responsibilities for what happens to these people versus like, Oh, we're a bunch of young 20 somethings and we're just, pulling heist for the fun of it and whatever. So now he's got, he feels the weight of responsibility, I think is what they're trying to do with this one. That's the whole arc that they're now, how well that works, all of that, you know, that that's a different conversation, but that's what I've seen across these films. Cause a lot of the early ones was, Oh, you've got, you know, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, like, Hey, we're two guys with fun cars. Let's go do fun stuff. Um, and there was the stakes were whatever, right? We've got nothing to lose because we're young and nothing can hurt us. Now he's well, yeah, yeah. and and the fact that the like the the stakes went from oh we're a local kind of yeah. undercover beat cop to global intrigue. Yes, <laughs> how yeah. did they get there from here? This the franchise doesn't know what it is anymore. Yeah. From what I can tell, I mean it started so scrappy and now it wants to be born identity mm-hmm. it wants to be mm-hmm. everything and it's not pulling any of it off and then whatever the vision was i mean i can't believe that they did that stuff practically because he has louis leterrier who i thought i liked and then i went back in his imdb mm-hmm. and i was like oh wait i'm thinking of someone else completely because <laughs> i don't care for the transporter he's done a lot of like jason statham movies and stuff mm-hmm. like yes. that um but he has that um bad peter jackson the hobbit thing where just because you can put the camera anywhere doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you should and it takes away from it i didn't Mm -hmm. need i just yeah i mean i don't believe that anyone was in a car ever once (laughs) yeah no and the aging thing i was i wasn't really joking when i said even the barbecue looked fake Mm -hmm. like there are whole sequences where it feels like it's all green screen even when they don't need to i don't believe that they're in the same room a lot of the times the right. lighting is weird. Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel legit looks de-aged slightly, like smoothed over in certain parts and then very much not in others. It's just so much what tinkering. Is it, like, what is it though, Tom? Like, what is it that makes you make that choice? You're you're sitting in the I'm assuming at this point we're sitting in the edit booth, right? And we're we're going through the cut and color timing and making decisions to make this look the way it does. Like I can't get myself in my head uh, uh, to from, we made an action movie with lots of cool practical stunts and all great stuff. And now we want to make it kind of look as cartoony as we can, but not quite like this is the uncanny Valley of action movies. What makes, how do you get there? I think it's just fear. I think it's terrified of letting go of the audience's attention. For one second, because there's nothing else going on. I mean, the dialogue is insane. It's like a parody at this point. Oh, there's so it, much family talk. There's so much. Everyone just talks in aphorisms. I don't even know if that's a word, but like that was a joke in the first movie, JJ. Like I live my life a quarter mile at a time. And mm-hmm. You want yeah. time? Go buy a magazine. Yeah. But now. And that was like it knew what it was. Now it doesn't know what it was. It thinks that this is like it's like a romantic comedy for dumbass but it's not even that i mean it really when i made the joke about the ch- chatbot thing like it yeah, right. it really legitimately feels like it's someone who doesn't understand Human conversations yeah. because yeah. okay so who is the character that is the that 
that Dominic ends up with uh, that's like a do- the sister of someone else. I don't even know who that character is, but they end up in a house. And oh, then okay. He's that's gonna go do that's his wife's his, his wife's, wife's, wife's sister. Sister. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she says there's four lines in a yeah. row that are the most ridiculous four lines in a row. And then they just cut to the next scene. Well, they do yep. a beach interstitial. Yeah. And then they, so it's it's I'm coming with you. I need you to stay safe. I could have beat you in that race. So you want a rematch. And then he leaves. And that's <laughs> right. the entire conversation. It's just those four lines. Like people don't talk. It's so ridiculous. It, it makes Except no sense to say things like, oh, wait, my sister that died how many years ago? I've still got her files. Let me go pull the files. <laughs> oh, I've been shaving forever. <laughs> her sister, the police officer. Yes, clearly the sister just keeps those files. And we can go yeah. dig through well, to she find got, out she where got them in the, She got yeah. them in the will. Don't right. you know right. that yeah. all detective files go to next of kin? There's, That's how law works. There's so uh. much that, yeah, there's bad dialogue like that. And the other thing is there's so much that's hidden in terms of character motivations. Yeah. I don't know what people want to get out of a scene because it's hidden so that it can be revealed later on as a surprise or a twist or because I feel like no one knew at this time we just need Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron to fight. For what reason? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because then Michelle Rodriguez can find out they're in Antarctica and come back down and be like, oh, wait, here's your winter gear. I was like, <laughs> I, I know that they don't like each other, but like, what are the stakes of the fight? Right. I mean, that's with any action sequence. It should matter who wins or who loses because there's something for them to gain or be prevented from getting. But I never know what any of those things okay. are in any Can we talk about that scene for a second? Because yeah. as a rube, yeah. again, not knowing the history of these yeah. characters, all I saw was them both like on stretchers mm-hmm. and Charlize Theron saves the day and saves them both. And then they get a chance to get away. And then Michelle Rodriguez decides to fight her instead, mm-hmm. yeah. where had she not just saved her, she would be it's so confusing <laughs> well, and, and another... you, you also have to know like if you think that's yeah. confusing you should know that in the trailer uh in the original trailer i think that was uh it was brie larson on the stretcher the first time i oh, think they were trying to hide the fact oh. that charlie's throne was in the movie which is oh. weird because in the final trailer they let that out like yeah. that was definitely they showed a lot of the fight i need to go back and check the trailer because yeah. i was sitting there with my with nick and we were wondering what is like that's not we just watched the trailer and that was not she was not yeah. there right another so, thing anyway. that might be going on and making things as difficult and confusing as possible is the fevered egos involved mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. runaway train that when um, it's actually quite surprising that the rock is back, except no one seems to escape Very this surprising. because mm-hmm. he got in a big fight in real life with Vin Diesel. Right. They both yeah. had people on um, counting the amount of punches. They had to have the same amount of punches. And so when you get and like that was in their contract. So like when you get to that level, there's a chance that maybe Michelle Rodriguez has enough juice to say, well, I need to get in a fight. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, um, okay, here, let's just do it here right. because you're mad. She saved your life, but you're still mad because of all the horrible things that she did before. But then you're going to end up buddies. There might be so much, like, let's look at all of the stipulations and then mm-hmm. yeah. build a plot around it. The Rock is back? Yeah. Okay. 
there was a mid credit scene. Mid credit sequence. Oh, yeah, I didn't scene. stay. I was so okay. happy to leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to tell me. <laughs> he shows I up was... in another in another room that is just like for slideshows. Yeah. Like in this movie, there's a whole bunch <laughs> of slideshow does. rooms, yeah. like the agency where he's like, "Here's my floating screen," and everyone's in silhouette. It's like, yeah. oh, and okay. I'm on an island catwalk with yeah. no yeah, rail. Why, like, why would we build that? This what is this he's agency? In like the thing in X Men that yeah. that that yeah. your Professor X goes into, to, well, I can't remember what it's called. I would um, like it if they <laughs> accidentally turned on the lights and he's just like in a Best Buy, <laughs> like surrounded by big TVs. <laughs> but no, The Rock shows up and they're like, "Hey, uh, he's like, uh, you know, I'm going to kill you too because I'm mad at you too." And he goes, "All right, I'm back." Well, that was just surprising because they left. That's why he yeah. went and did Hobbs and Shaw right mm -hmm. in the Fast Presents is because he would never work with Vin Diesel again. Right. But no one escapes the gravitational pull. And it's so yeah. funny that the movie is about that, but also this franchise. Well, and yeah. that's, I mean, the thing is, it's going to make money. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Like it's, it, it did, it, it, my theater was packed. So, I mean, it, it, as much as I disliked this movie, um, it's going, the, the, if there is a trilogy coming, if there is a second and a third, I think they're going to keep doing it. Because stars want, I mean, the reason Helen Mirren is in it is because mm -hmm. she wanted to be in this franchise. She asked to be in it. People want to yeah. do this. Mm -hmm. right. So whether it is a, you know, good or just a money grab at this point, people want to do it. So I don't know, 300 um, million, you said? Yeah. 340 million estimated. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know where that breaks down for prints and advertising, but it's it, it's extraordinary. And I think it's it's more than the way of the water. It's the it's the eighth most expensive film ever made, wow. estimated ever, ever produced. But of course, they expect it to make a billion dollars like right. that's yeah, that's fine. Um, so there were some other things I did find a little bit of joy in some other things, other people okay. that were in this movie. Uh, I I love Alan Richson. Alan Richson is Jack Reacher in this sh TV series. He is the new guy, oh. uh, the new police officer. He's he's the new Brian, right? He comes mm -hmm. in and he's chasing. He's the antagonist, the the lawman, but he is drawn by the again the the black hole of family, and he then becomes a member of the Brood. I like him a lot. I just think he has a lot of charisma on on screen, and I do. I, it did strike me when you talk about stipulations, Tom, that there is a scene where Toretto and mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know what he what he, uh, aims Toretto and Ames are walking together and then sitting across from each other in that prison van. And Toretto looks like a child. He <laughs> looks like a toy next to uh, Richson. And I an, was really surprised that they child, let that. An old toy. Yes. But yes. And scrawny. Scrawny compared <laughs> mm -hmm. to this guy who is yeah. just such a giant. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I really was surprised that they let some of those things in. And I, I wrote it off as like, oh, they're letting the, the these are the principal actors who are maybe letting, um, you know, letting some other characters shine a little bit and maybe have loosened up on what they expect in their, you know, halcyon days. I think at some point, I mean, because his he would walk yeah. in a doorway in a long shot and his yeah. head would be like this far away. And then they go to the close up, and it's all of a sudden there's just an entire team of Apple boxes yes. just running yeah. around for this movie. I mean, I, at some point I think you just have to, if, if you're just seated across from each other, you can't have like a booster right. seat. Um, let's talk about the major set pieces. Right. And, and I okay. think as part of this, we need to be thinking about the, the people who have directed these movies because Louis Leterrier, I mean, uh, yeah. Leterrier is, he, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious, uh, Tom, I, I know you said you weren't crazy of him, but uh, crazy of, uh, about him, but I, 
I actually did love The Transporter. I thought that was a really fun movie and it was a great show showpiece for Statham. Um, but I also, uh, you know, I'm the Incredible Hulk, like the the uh, uh, he's the Incredible Hulk guy. And now you see me, which I, I thought <laughs> was a lot of fun. And I like that. Uh, the TV show Lupin, which is a which is a French show um, about the character, kind of the cat burglar. Lupin the third, I guess. And so we've we've talked about uh, about Lupin uh, on the next reel in the past um, as a archetype of French history. And it's a modern show and he's directed several episodes of that. So there are a, a number of uh, of properties that I think are a lot of fun. And I think he was, he, you know, the action, like, I'm, I'm curious the degree to which his, you see Leterrier in the action sequences, if you see him at all. Uh, so what the, the, we definitely have the, the I, we can skip the first one because that was the breakout of the vault and that was fast five, right? That was, that's a whole different movie that was shoehorned into this movie. What's the next big action piece? Was it the bomb rolling down the hill? I think big bomb. Yes, big bomb. Big I mean, bomb. Indiana Jones and the fireball Indiana Jones of the neutron Naples. bomb. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. What, what do we think of that? I mean, was it an action piece you could follow? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, that is a great example of you're saying, like, what's the thought process of why are you making it look so bad? Is mm -hmm. I just really I just I don't believe anyone ever got in a car. And so some of that stuff you have to fake. Because yeah. you need we're bring we're in a post Paul Greengrass mm -hmm. Tom Cruise world where they're doing all of their own stuff and the camera's right there and sure. clearly no one wanted to do that in this one and so one of the ways and so you just can't be close on people yeah right, oh, so, right. yeah you know what I mean so well, you and then yes. the way to get around that is to go okay well if we can't even make it look like he's turning a wheel then let's have the camera go insane. And, you know, hopefully that will. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and I'll take it to the specific sequence in that in the bomb, uh, the Indiana bomb. It comes it's rolling down the hill and it hits the gas tank. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they take the they take his dodge and he takes his dodge and he rolls it. He runs it up the ramp on the restaurant and knocks the awning down, mm -hmm. I guess, to somehow shield the the pedest the people, the diners from the fireball. That oh, is that what he was doing? Gasoline. That not that what, I mean, is that what I you thought he was saw? just trying to like get away? <laughs> I don't know. They don't really <laughs> seem to care about other people. Very Vin much. Diesel, that's selfish. Except the Vatican. Yeah. No, well, and that, the Vatican. For continuity's sake, that was a terrible scene. I remember that scene too, yeah. in that there are people under the awning before mm -hmm. they yes. do that. And then they shoot it from reverse mm -hmm. and you see the car cutting out like half yes. of the, yeah. the, the awning so clearly there's yeah. no people there and like no tom said there's there. no drivers in the car i mean it's just it's yeah. well that was the fascinating of, thing yeah. the shot was like they did that take that's one of the practical things you see yeah. them do and fire erupts and it's not as big but to your point they then had to put these guys in the cars digitally mm -hmm. right. and that i think right. is exactly that's you just hit it why everything looks bonkers no one appeared to be doing any of their own driving and that's what broke this movie it's right. like Blue Crush. Like oh, they have yep. they have surfers, but they're superimposing faces on right. the surfers. Yeah. The Itania. Yeah. yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. yeah. When exactly. they put the face on the skater. Yeah. Right. You guys had the you've seen the Dead Reckoning trailer, right? Mm -hmm. I have not. 
uh, Mission yes. Impossible, yeah. wasn't it? Yes. At this this yeah. thing, there is a they they've made a really big deal about the jump, like right. the parachute motorcycle jump, and there's this nine minute video where you see how he trained for it, Tom Cruise, how they put the parachute on him, and he learned to ride the bike, and there's no speedometer on it, so he learns by feel and sound because he's Tom Cruise, and they built this ramp, and it, it and he rides the motorcycle up. And he jumps off the ramp in the middle of the Alps, wherever, and lets go of the motorcycle and the parachute opens. And then you hear the James Bond theme. Da, 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 da. Oh, wait, that was the wrong movie. The point <laughs> is, he did that himself. Like, mm -hmm. he did that. And you can absolutely tell. So then when you see the trailer and you realize what was digital in that movie mm -hmm. was not at all the performance. They just replaced the ramp with rock mm -hmm. that yeah. suddenly yeah. means more i think that yeah. is actually is incredibly strategic to mm -hmm. release this massive behind the scenes so that you realize what's digital and what's not that tom cruise is the real deal in this movie because i felt none of that in this movie no none of that in fast no. vin diesel is not a hero of stunts neither is john cena neither is like nobody i feel like nobody gets a chance to really showcase what they were willing to do for the craft mm -hmm. right and so it all looks fake it does it really does and i think well and one key point that you make there again this is in the mission impossible thing that i haven't seen but when you are creating graphics when the fake thing is not the the actual principal actor or the thing that's taking place it's a thing that supports the action taking place that seems the word that's coming to my mind is legitimate. I don't mm -hmm. mean it to be legitimate, but it seems like I like your word better, Pete. I'm going to say strategic. It's a strategic mm. use of the technology to improve the movie. That's not what happened in Fast 10. It felt like smoke and mirrors, band-aids and duct tape all over the place mm -hmm. saying, let's try to make some cool things look better and make sense in a movie that doesn't make sense at all. Mm -hmm. Your word is great, Pete. Yeah. I think strategic is the way yeah. to say that. The uh, after the uh, rolling bomb sequence, I think at that point we end up in. Um, is it there we go to Rio and there's a street race? Oh, no, it's much <laughs> later because that's like when we actually get to the heart of Fast and Furious movies, which is street racing and young women in tight short shorts. Yes, it's like oh, when there was just like that two minute music video yes, in the middle of the Exactly. Movie. It's like, yeah, oh, right. this is what I remember how this franchise started because. Yes, suddenly Dom is there. Everybody knows him, but that was that was much later in the movie. I'm trying to think. There must have been another fight or something, but it's it's hard to tell because that's the thing with this movie. We jump from storyline to storyline so much for whatever reasons because we're we're following something along. It's like, oh, by the way, here's what's going on with this team now that we've separated. Oh, does anybody remember where we are? Mm -hmm. Oh, let's put a graphic up of which country we're in now. <laughs> So that everybody knows yeah. where we are. Um, that we yeah. did keep saying that. Like, yeah. did you remember that that Vin Diesel was in this movie? Yeah. Like, looking at each because he'd yeah. be gone for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in the meantime, we're hanging out with John Cena and right. Little B. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually liked a lot of that. Like, I have so much fun with John Cena. Like, it just reinforces how much I like that guy's vibe on screen. Am I I but having just watched Nine, I'm like, this is an entirely different character. Because he was the villain, he was yes. the big bad in nine. As oh, and now Tom's he really brother. is peacemaker. And now he's now he's like the the goofy they comic relief. Him. Yeah, he became yep. a doof. Versus the a doof. I'm I'm a big tough guy going toe to toe with Dom, and I've got these issues. And now he's just like, oh, I'm your I'm your uncle, and look at my goofy car. Yeah, <laughs> and let's let's put in some '90s music. Uh, it was like, who is this? Yes, John Cena, that's great, but that's not yeah. the character. 
but it's such. I do like this. Jacob is right. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I haven't watched nine recently enough because, but I have watched Peacemaker. I keep bringing it up because it's so good. Yeah, and uh, so uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I I do. Um, I, I like some of the gizmos, right? I like yeah. the fact that the the surfboard turns into a glider. That was cool. Uh, like it, that that whole thing was just weird and stupid, and it just fit with ten Jacob and right. absolutely not nine Jacob. Yeah. I like um, the the cannon car that breaks immediately. Yes, <laughs> it's jammed. It's jammed. What do you need to do? Get out there and. They have problems. Nine-year-old, yeah. go crawl on the top of yeah. this engine. Speaking of Brie Larson, like they they have that Captain Marvel problem where they introduce something that is just too powerful, mm-hmm. and so it yes. immediately has to break, yes. or they have yeah. to not ever use it again. Like, yeah, it's yeah. unclear where they're still getting all of their money other than Tyrese's pants. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everything just always because it's just too much. I mean, yeah, they went to space once. Well, Pete, Steve, you brought up yeah. you brought up the cards of where they're located, and uh-huh. when we finally get uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron in the the yes, they call it a black site undisclosed right. something like it has like eight words, right? And then they give us a card. Every card before has been a country. And yeah, this is where I started feeling like we were in a skit because they then make a card with all of the words used to describe where they are. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a black site because they don't want to tell you that what we learn later on is that it's Antarctica. But right. then they, so but they when just the literally says, say the line from the movie. Yeah. What it when is. the film so says crazy. undisclosed location, it's like, does the film not know where they are? Like, why do I need a card to tell me undisclosed yeah. and location? And do you really think it's called a black site because all the walls are black? Right. <laughs> Would you, where do you guys where do you guys fall on those doors? Were those doors a win? Can I do a white, oh, white marble, uh, black marble? Uh, it's so weird. Yeah, Why? The mechanic of those giant granite doors yeah. that are made out of Legos. <laughs> there was an audible groan to, yeah. from somebody near me in the theater yeah. when that happened. It was just audible, like, oh. Yeah, that was really? me, Steve. You heard me from Sherman you. Oaks, California. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, this actually is the question, since we're in the black site. Like, in the black site, we get a fight, right? Mm-hmm. We get a fight between Charlize Theron and Michelle Rodriguez. And the great I, action stars. Yeah. Let me just say. Right. Two fantastic. I love watching them do action on screen. Me too. Yeah. Does this fight hold up? Because Steve, you already dropped the bomb of Atomic Blonde, which was Charlize Theron at her vicious best. Yeah. And I want to know where how this fight hit you guys. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Yep. I that didn't mind it. I, I didn't know you could, most you could coherently... pick up broken glass like sand and just throw it at somebody's yeah. face and <laughs> and not hurt your hand. Right. And it's like a beach volleyball a foul. That's gonna spin <laughs> yeah. only if only to create flashing lights during our fight scenes. The thing that I liked about it, and this is more of like a process of elimination. I thought it was the most coherently filmed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it was the cinematic language was right. And I believe that something was happening. Right. Uh, There were two people. You're right. Correct. Filmed filmed well. Yeah. And And so that was really refreshing for me. Rodriguez is like holding on to her with her legs and arms and mm-hmm. like pretzeled around her and Charlize Theron swings her head first into the yeah. elevator doors. Yeah. That Hurts. is a brutal, brutal like yeah. looking stunt. Like yes. some of the, when the lights were on and they were just fighting, it was actually I thought 
quite awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when they tried to augment it with other like flashing lights and robots yeah. that it just became it came off the rails. Shelly Thoreau is supposed to be <laughs> like this technical evil genius wizard, yeah. but all yeah. you see her do is touch press a touch screen. Yeah. And I don't know why there's a disco setting for her. Yeah, she has <laughs> a touchscreen for any every, problem. Yes, every whatever yeah. you need, and it, and she can reach it from wherever yeah. she is. Well, like yeah. how? Why do they build a macro into the stretcher touchpad <laughs> to that causes poison sleep yeah. gas yeah. <laughs> to fall in a different room? Because she why would they let patients have that F10 macro? She's a brilliant hacker who is not smart enough in the human resources department to hire henchmen that don't have families. Because I'm like, right, if you're going right. to surround yourself with stormtroopers, make sure everybody's got a wife and kid. Everybody Steve, needs okay. to have a wife and humans, kid if they're working Humans don't have touch screens. That's the problem. <laughs> People don't have touch screens, so she's, she's I, up there. I, oh, you're talking about a scene where, where Momoa comes in as Dante, and he yeah. comes in and he's yeah. carrying two bodies, and he actually, it turns out, has already... Uh, pre-blackmailed everybody oh, yeah. on her team by yeah. kidnapping all of their, their families fam- except for one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I have to admit, like it's ridiculous now talking about it, but in the room, I thought, oh, that's clever. I like him for doing that. Mm. That's maniacal. Well, so he's he's, he's, he's did, maniacal, stupid, and, but and that's he was good. My issue with that character, because it yeah. goes back to let's go back thirty years to Basic Instinct, if you remember. A lot of the buzz about that, about Sharon Stone's character, who is a crazy serial killer. Oh, and she's a lesbian. So let's combine those things together. So let's take a sociopath, psychopath, and let's make him less macho than everybody else. Let's make him effeminate. Let's put fingernail polish on him. But that's okay because he's crazy. That that fits together versus every other man in this movie is a mechanic and macho. Mm-hmm. And so what is that communicating? And that I found completely offensive and an outdated trope that really bothered me. He was channeling Johnny Depp for, you know, Jack Sparrow of, I'm mm-hmm. sure he had fun doing it. But to me in 2023, I was completely offended by what that messaging was with that villain. I actually, uh, I hadn't thought about it that way, Steve. So I'm glad you brought it up. And I think I didn't catch so much Johnny Depp as I mm-hmm. caught like Jared Leto being the Joker, mm-hmm. right? This kind of thing where he was yeah. just wild and out of control. But I yeah. agree with you about the trope, especially when balanced against all those ultra masculine tropes in there. It's it's unfair to 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 play it that way. It feels very short sighted in the way it well, does. But and yet that was the character I liked the most. So I don't know what to yeah. do because there with was that. something to him, right? They right. there were some choices exactly. being made. He got to make choices. Right. Yep. With his dialogue, he had free reign mm-hmm. to to do whatever wisdom of those choices, you know, whatever. But, yeah, everybody else there, there's there's nothing there. There was nothing there's for nothing. them to work with. Yeah. Right. Because they weren't those characters had been established. He's a new character, so he can take it to 20 on this. But everybody else mm-hmm. has got these character arcs or some history that they're boxed into of, of who they are, who they're expected to be like Michelle Rodriguez. OK, I've got this so i can either fight i can do a trick on my motorcycle that that's all she really gets to do yeah and painting the nails of the corpses was literally my favorite scene in the whole movie so i thought the corpses were so gross oh they were so gross but i found it i found it funny Mm -hmm. and well performed yeah so i wasn't 
I'm conflicted yep. now all of a sudden. Like I, I hadn't looked at it that way either, Steve. I really appreciate that perspective because of the contrast. It feels like this was this all of a sudden, even though I love Momoa's performance, it really I realized this is the lowest hanging fruit for finding contrast to all these hyper masculine characters. I don't know if I am a hundred percent with that. Because I did think about that because I was very aware of the basic instinct thing back in the day. There was a big, that was a big Joe Esterhaus thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't find this character to be sexualized though. I thought Mm. um, basic instinct was very sexualized. That was really her main weapon other than an ice pick. This, I found he more just sort of like a let your freak flag fly, do what feels good do what looks good to you thing so personally it didn't bother Maybe he's me he was having... as opposed to yes yeah okay. that's what i think it, I, I thought it more of just an uh an agent for chaos and hedonism and just do whatever you want to do if he had been flirty or right. doing things like that then i would have been uncomfortable right. but i didn't see it that way so i just saw a little bit of his sashaying talking about ballet things like that that yeah i agree it's not sexualized but it to me it's play it's taking certain stereotypes or attributes from a specific type and applying it to a sociopath and to me that's that's a problem it's fair so yeah i did i though i did smile when he said you seem like really a much more of a nutcracker guy to me this is the thing that's it that is actually interesting about that and why i like momoa's portrayal of this agent of chaos is because there wasn't anything in here that i didn't believe as the character i didn't feel like momoa was was like there was nothing there was no line of dialogue that he said as weird as it was coming out of his mouth that i didn't that took me out of his part and and I think that's True. the thing. Like he understood the assignment. Like I don't know any better yes. way to say it. Like yeah. he felt like he was in the right place, in the right pastel. There was an interesting contrast when he um because <clears throat> I wonder how much of the film was ready for him in the way that he was going to play it. A lot of it feels very made up on the spot or something. And one of the mm-hmm. ways that really stuck out to me was when he's up on a bridge or something, I don't know, mm-hmm. and he's playing remote control and blowing things up. Probably yeah. it's when the two guys are still alive. So it's maybe the medicine ball uh, mm-hmm. that's on fire. Um, he is like, okay, let's go. And he like skips sort of like down the scares and he's all like yee and all giddy mm-hmm. and stuff but the camera is shot from below and does this raise up the camera is ready to shoot dom or someone walking mm-hmm. down looking like a real yeah. thing but instead yeah. he's like wee and he almost messes up the shot <laughs> i, I like that i mean he yeah. takes he hijacks the movie it's and the movie, movie isn't yeah. nimble enough to even like i think louis Letera or just has like some moves and he's like well yeah. you know this is an important shot and then you yeah. just have this guy sort of giggling through it. That was mm-hmm. magnetic. Yeah, I liked it too. Well, it um, reminds us, for me, there there were moments, so I already, we mentioned, you know, Indiana Jones, we mentioned mm-hmm. uh, Atomic Blonde. The, you know, so it's reminding me of other better movies that I'd rather watch. When uh, Brie Larson shows up in her blue suit there, I'm that? like, uh, Free Fire? Anybody? Mm-hmm. I know JJ. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was exactly. just like, is, yes. is this an allusion to that? What's going on? But all it made me think was like, <laughs> I'd rather be watching outfit. that. It's not a movie I totally loved, but at least it was interesting. It's better than this movie. Yeah, it's better exactly. than this I was movie, like, yeah. oh, please bring some of that Ben Wheatley into this. Let's let's do some crazy stuff mm-hmm. here. Is she going to do something with this character? Or is she just like, no, I look good in a blue suit and I want it. I want to look good. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and, her shoes, her shoes uh, yeah. were a character into themselves. I so. expect those to be a hot item this summer. Yes. Nice. What with those shoes? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have. I actually have two more questions that I feel like okay. I need answered. One is how big a part in this movie do you believe the filmmakers want us to feel the God's eye should be? Oh God. Oh. Wait. Say it again. I don't understand. Do you oh, know what the, the God's eye is? The yeah. Sorry, I thought that was a turn of phrase. I think it's a total uh, MacGuffin. I mean, it's just yeah. like when I need something to, to have people chase, they can chase it. When I need something to be the ultimate weapon, I can have it be the ultimate weapon. It makes, for someone who's never seen a fast movie before, it makes no sense. You, you've just, I have to assume everything about this thing that you're talking about based on words. Mm-hmm. And I assume that it is like a nuclear bomb. It can end anything. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a tracker, right? right. It's just I don't think it, but it can track anybody anywhere right. yeah. at yeah. any yeah. time right. or right. anything. Right. Yeah. It's effectively the the uh, uh, cerebro. What cerebro is the thing we were thinking yeah. about earlier? It's, it's cerebro. It's the helicarriers with the tracking stuff on them from uh, you know, Winter Soldier. It's like all of those things wrapped into one and put in a BlackBerry. So right. um, it's I just I'm just curious lazy. about that. It it felt lazy to me, Tom. Like it really did. Yeah. I was what the why why sure are they am. making it a big deal in some scenes and then completely dropping it when actually the narrative of this film could be one of about you know privacy and the importance of mm-hmm. of ha- of technology that is used for ill to track us because everybody's being tracked. But I don't think the movie knew it. <laughs> No, Christopher, yeah. Christopher Nolan ha- tackled that much better in The Dark Knight, right? Yeah. Way mm-hmm. back then, of, sure. like that whole thing of like Batman using that technology to track everybody. And there was questions about privacy and appropriate use and who has, has that here. It's no, it's it's a MacGuffin that, you know, apparently you can take God's eye and put it on your phone and put it in your pocket. Right. And just take it with mm-hmm. you. And that's all you, you need. <laughs> and just do that take it and off walk camera. Around. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. first time it's right. stolen, they didn't even bother. They were like, they oh, I was wondering why she was here. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. What? How about we lose the Pete Davidson scene and put that in the movie? Yeah. What's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. You can make Pete Davidson part of that scene. Right. Yeah. But don't. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. there's there's your your moments. It, it's where's the suspense of a movie like Man from Uncle, where it's like there's the heist piece of like we've got to go mm-hmm. get something because no, it's all just flash and bang. And cars, because you can threaten to take away Dominic Toretto's family, but you didn't take his car, right? Because he can use that for anything. And there's no, yeah. for for a, an intelligent crew that's supposed to be doing things, I had, there was no suspense. There was no tension right. of, is this going to happen or not? I kept finding myself distracted by things like when they, uh, when Han goes and is fighting Jason Statham, and then all of a sudden a car comes barging through the building i'm like well wait a second weren't we just in an alley outside this building where did yeah. this car get this w- which side did it come from i have no orientation to anything and there's right. there's nothing i wanted to tell the people yeah i wanted to tell the people outside go through the big hole yes because they're yeah. around to, like, break in through the door it's like around yes. there's a right. gigantic tank right open yeah. the door for you right and, and showing the mission impossible you know preview before this just reminded me of what Christopher McQuarrie is doing where we can have the action, we can have the suspense, we can have the stakes of 
progressive problem solving and tension and everything and it working well with character pieces and mm -hmm. this falls short in all of those areas is the guy that was in the punching bag is he from fast in the furious i he was I in the mission impossible movies he, he was he was he was what's his Gritty, name Gore or yeah, whatever yeah, the, the guy that was he, in the he breaks him out of the prison right out of the prison i yeah. don't remember him and i was trying to rack my brain of is he from one of the prior he was in four he was in Fallout. Is that what you're saying? No, not right Fallout. Now? That's uh, no Fallout. Fallout is six. The it one that starts in the Ghost Protocol in the prison. or Rogue Nation. Ghost Protocol. Yeah. That's the same one. He climbs the building. Okay. Oh, you yeah. guys. Yeah. I don't like either of these franchises. Okay. So oh, just hearing you talk about like <laughs> yeah. mapping the organizational structure <laughs> of these two franchises <laughs> together, I'm just like y'all are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I this love is. The uh, this is the thing that uh, I think this is it. Like this movie has a number of threads that if you pull them just a little bit more taut, you actually have something that the movie could be working around. Right, and as, right. and right now it's, it's just like a cotton candy machine. Yes. <laughs> that's all, that's all we get. But I do, I have to talk about the last action beat, which is the bridge. And uh, you know, they're on the dam and I, I have to, JJ, I mean, I don't, you probably know this and you've probably seen clips, but as the one who hasn't seen the last movie, they sent a car to space. And that was a massive action sequence. They also made a car, a Tarzan, like swing on a rope. Like it was completely cartoon bonkers action. And I wonder you, you, how you guys think about this movie and that final sequence with the car driving off the dam um in in light of where the movie has come from i i i struggled i struggled with it thoughts i thought it was terrible but i mean <laughs> you talk about like ridiculous things like i i always make jokes about in the italian job when the helicopter is playing a chicken with a with a with a mini cooper yeah. you know they have the helicopter scene here where two helicopters shoot like harpoons into a car and try it would be the most uh, as a person who's been in a lot of helicopters like it's so dangerous for the helicopters <laughs> like nothing all these things yeah like none of the toys they're using to destroy anything actually do anything but destroy themselves and so True. sending a car into space in nine which i didn't see and sending a car down this in the they don't do anything except it's it it makes no sense it makes you, sense. you use the word toy there, and that's yeah. absolutely what I was thinking is this movie was prevised by a bunch of 10-year-olds with their Hot Wheels cars. I've got two trucks, and I'm going to come smash you. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to jump off the side of the dam, and I'm going to drive down it. And you know what? It curves at the bottom to make a ramp. And so when I turn on my <laughs> NOS, oh, wait, my car's on fire. And so I'm going to you know, turn on flammable gas, and it's going to shoot me like a rocket down there, and it's going to be awesome, and I escape from you. Okay. I oh, yeah. love well, Steve's 10-year-old voice. I also yeah. put a bunch of bombs on the dam. Yeah, I didn't. Just, I didn't tell you that I did that because I also had those trucks with and those I, bombs yes. everywhere, and I did it I before because I knew That's I was right. going yeah. to blow the dam. Yeah, yeah. I already <laughs> rolled a d twenty. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, before you got here, I rolled that and I put those things down. <laughs> I rolled those steps already. <laughs> I feel like that final sequence was completely neutered, and a part of the challenge, I think, is that this is a part one. Right. Yes. Did this, I, and and I think ending the movie as abruptly as they did. It's like the Karate uh, Kid. Did, yeah, did yeah. nothing like, to credits. it. Yeah. Like, credits. Like, what? Oh, my goodness. It's so weird. 
Okay. Oh, but I don't I want so any more movie. Go. I don't want any more I know, movie. I was but so yeah. happy still no that they didn't have to solve it. Yeah. yeah. I like any movie that <laughs> makes me long for the restraint of Michael Bay. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I do need to point out as an Arizonan, there is no North Yuma Airport. No. When, when they're I, there, everybody in the theater like, went, what? North Yuma North Airport? Yuma. Yuma? Don't you, you don't that need was an airport. Biosphere 3. And that thing was like a huge airport, like for Yuma. I was like, no, that, yeah. no. That, that's, no you know, so North for clarification, Yuma. yes, I was like, what? And I think that was uh, the dam at the end looked very much like the Hoover Dam, but apparently they were, they were in Portugal, though, supposedly. So I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't know Portugal bought that from us. And Moved it over there. So, but there wasn't a title card to tell me. Maybe, maybe something happened there. Location. It was an yeah. undisclosed black site. Yeah. 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 Sure. I don't know. That's, yeah. The, I mean, there were just, a, the friend I went and saw it with was explaining to his sons. He said, you just have to realize this movie is a comic book. There's retconning yeah. that happens all over the place and things are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is. This superhero movies have become more grounded in reality than this. This is the comic book version 100%. of these movies. I feel like yeah. that's the counter that's yeah. the counter argument is the comic book movies yeah. feel more grounded than every minute of this. Yes. Agree. What if the studio messed up and they accidentally released the pre-visualization <laughs> instead of the movie? And they're like, oh just go with it. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I have to tell you, I'm not actually curious where your ratings are going to go after this conversation, but I do feel like we need to say it out loud. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, Letterboxd. They're our very dearest friends, Letterboxd. It is our favorite uh, social media network for movie lovers. You can track your watch lists. You can leave your reviews and ratings of films and uh, follow other people's reviews. It's really, really fun. You can use it for free. It's full of ads if you want to get rid of the ads and support the fantastic Kiwi team that makes it. Just visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxed. You will be whisked over to a checkout page where you can upgrade to a pro or patron account and save 20% off. If you're already there, you can just use the code NEXTREEL, and that will take that 20% off when you check out. It works for renewals as well. JJ, what are you going to do? Well, I actually moved my rating down after talking to you guys. And I think, <laughs> like I told you in the theater, I was apologizing because uh, for the movie, because I know that there are people who love it. And I'm really glad with the explanation that you gave me, Pete, about that. And I realized that I can be comfortable in my dislike of this movie. So I gave it a one star and a no like. Oh, one no star, heart. no heart. Uh, <laughs> Timmy. Timmy. Did I did I write down Jimmy? Oh well, you did. Um, you did. This, I thought this movie was bad. I'm going to give it two though, just for um, Jason Momoa That's and the fun that he had. I yeah, could have watched yeah. him have fun, whether it's problematic or not. He was what this movie needed. Without this yeah. movie, I mean, without him, I can't imagine that I would have stayed the entire time yeah. because yeah. otherwise it just felt like getting hit over it's, the head. It's walkout yeah. worthy. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Steve. Yeah. The fact that the movie reminded me of more fun movies and I had trouble keeping track of like why, why this didn't just embrace those better elements. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, Oh, does it want to be a race movie? Does it want to be a mission impossible movie? Does it want to be, uh, and we talked through it. It's, it's dropped down to it's, it's two because there are, there are parts that are fun. Your inner 12-year-old can embrace some of the ridiculous 
action and just don't think about it. And it is fun. And I think that, yeah, there's there's some things, but not enough to redeem this. And I really, I thought after nine, they'd gone as far as they could. But with bloat and everything else, this just felt completely unnecessary. I don't know how they do two more. And so two stars and no heart for me on this one. Yeah, I, I'm in the two-star camp, um, and really one whole star is for Jason Momoa and him understanding the assignment. I don't know that I would have left the movie, but I would have complained more uh, <laughs> had he not been in it. <laughs> it was rough. So two stars and and no heart. This is not one I feel like I'm going to need to revisit. Unfortunately, it's one of those movies where I probably will have to revisit because I've already forgotten so much of so it much now of that it. we've finished talking about it. It's yep. so, it's really oh, forgettable. That's right. Jason Statham just walked out of the movie. Yeah. 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 He was like, I got to go make a coffin factory or something. And then he just Jeez <laughs> <laughs> Louise, I forgot. So we're just going to see you yeah. somewhere in number two. All right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But at least, at least John Cena has been killed. Or has he? He hasn't. So they're going to uh, retcon him that he was actually in the plane and he'd land. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Love takes it. us, uh, that wraps up this month, this fine month of May uh, with uh, the uh, best in the uh, fast 10 uh, that does take us into June. Do you all, we already picked our June movie. Do you remember what it is? You oh. bet I do. Yeah. Spider-Man across the spider verse. Yeah. Oh, You're looking done. forward to that, right? Like oh. that one's where, yeah. Really We're going like in with some excitement. I, think. I will say, uh, if you get an opportunity, I I was taken by surprise for Into the Spider Verse, and I yes. uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. and I think and I was lucky enough to have seen it in an RPX theater oh. with the Rumble chairs, mm -hmm. and it's the only film that I've ever seen in an RPX theater. And I recommend that if you have access to one of those for Across the Universe, mm -hmm. that oh. one, Across the Spider Verse, mm -hmm. you should do that too because it is special. It is it's it, it was really it really added to the film for me too. I think it's great. Oh, cool. Okay. How does how does RPX? That's the regal. How does that compare to something like D box? Does D box they just spit on you or the, it's the same thing? <laughs> like the same thing. Yeah. Okay. One is All just right. incredibly poorly named. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. Great comparison. Noted. Noted. All right. Well, hey, you guys, this was a lot of fun. Uh, JJ, I appreciate you taking. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, doing the yeoman's work and only watching one movie to prepare for this. You really, you really hit a homer with this one. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your review of one through nine. Tommy, uh, <laughs> good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Steve, glad you are in the saddle. Hey, it's great to be back with this family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That means you know what? Family. The word it's somatic satiation, baby. It doesn't even mean anything yeah. anymore. Family. Just my sound. car is my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for downloading, listening to this show. We so appreciate you. Don't forget to do the stuff you're supposed to do with podcasts, but mostly head over to our community. Uh, you can get started in our free community at the nextreel.com slash discord. You'll you'll be able to sign in if you're already a Discord user or create a new account. And you can get into the, the uh, open community. If you really, really want to see what is going on behind the scenes, uh, go to thenextreel.com slash membership. You can sign up. And as soon as you sign up and uh, for the exchange of a few bucks a month, you'll get access to the triple secret channels in Discord. That's where all the fun is. So, uh, plus, you get early access to all the uh, all the shows. Early access. At what more do you want? You get a week early. It's fantastic. So thank you, everybody, for, for everything. We'll see you next month. For Spider-Man 
across the Spider-Verse. Here on the film board, we have covered quite a variety of great page-to-screen adaptations over the years, from superheroes like Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises, based on stories like Nightfall and The Dark Knight Returns, to horror and sci-fi like Max Brooks's World War Z and Hiroshi Sakazuraka's All You Need Is Kill, which became one of our favorites, Edge of Tomorrow, with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. And who could forget Andy Weir's stranded astronaut adventure, The Martian, or Dave Eggers' tech thriller, The Circle? Supposedly so much better than the movie. We've also explored Stephen King epics like The Dark Tower and It, biopics like Damien Chazelle's First Man, and sweeping sagas like Denis Villeneuve's take on Frank Herbert's Dune. And don't forget Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, based on David Grant's nonfiction book about the 1920s murders of the Osage Nation. I just finished the book, and it's fantastic. It's always fascinating to look at the source material, and we often do as the book lovers we are. For those of you out there who love to do the same, head to thenextreel.com slash originals to find all of our past episodes and dive deeper into these adapted stories. And it's not just stories. We've included things like the video games Uncharted and Detective Pikachu. That's right. TheNextReel.com slash originals is your one-stop shop for in-depth looks at the sources for cinematic adaptations that we have discussed. Every purchase you make supports the film board and The Next Reel's family of shows. So what are you waiting for? Head to TheNextReel.com slash originals and get your next read today. (laughs) 